Hi everyone, I'm David. I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon, and you should too. Don't you want to keep this great content coming? So you know what to do. Go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and just do it. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to episode 96 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo is here. Hey, everybody. In this episode, we watch what happens when women in Victorian London develop superpowers, try yet another way to replay some classic Atari 2600 titles, and check out a new party word game where you fill in a film's missing dialogue. The uh, topic that George stole from me, but that's okay. We're wow. going to <laughs> We're just going to start right off the bat. Why would you pull punches? Let's get going. Let's <laughs> yeah. get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get into all those great topics and more, though, fourth listener email. The fourth listener this time around comes by way once again of an Apple podcast review. Oh, wow. Awesome. Thank you. That's extra effort. Yep. Yeah, a couple of those just in the last few months. It's been great. Those slowed down a bit, but we're starting to get some more. Some friends over on uh, Podchaser as well, dropping us some for the mm-hmm. uh, charity reviews. Great stuff. But the one we're going to highlight this episode comes from Flipbook. The subject of Flipbook's review is Radio Quality Podcast is a five-star review. And here's Ooh. what Flipbook had to say. These guys are absolutely great. Well, hold on. Yeah, they are talking about us. Okay. All right. Let's make sure. Yeah. It was another podcast, right? (laughs) These guys are absolutely great. The pop culture references, the childhood memories brought back from the backtracks, and the up-to-date information reviews of games, movies, and tech toys make this a must listen. Wow. John, Moe, and George have a great chemistry that comes off as funny and entertaining. Give them a listen and you'll be hooked. Wow. Nice. Why am I always last? I'm always last in anybody's list when they talk about the three of us. You saved the best for last. That's how it's always done. Oh, you're not getting that bullshit by me. (laughs) It's the best answer I had. Cut me some (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Let's just do this. Let's fix it. Flipbook, George, Mo, and I are all grateful for your podcast review. We certainly appreciate it. George was first on my list. (laughs) We're always grateful when you take time to drop a review. That really helps people to find the show. Uh, And if you also want to reach out to us via email, you can do that by hitting us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Read every single one, and most of them make the show. Uh, All right. Some good business behind us. Guys, I think it's time to jump into the body of the show. George, ready to kick it off? Yes, sir. Mo? Oh, yeah. I'm ready, man. Here we go. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. You feel it coming on, and you've got to, got to have some. Here I come to save the day. Got to, got to have some now. It's Kool-Aid to the rescue. The one who gets big first. So I see refreshing and bright, yeah. Got to, got to have some more.
Let's get going right here at the top, talking about media that we have been consuming. It could be, of course, movies or TV or comics or books or music, or whatever it is that we are checking out. And George, let's get going with you. Uh, true to form, you're uh, fulfilling <laughs> the obligation you set forth for yourself for looking forward last time. What have you checked out? Well, I am checking off checkoff boxes as we speak. Uh, Thunder Force <laughs> was released on Netflix, yeah. and I had talked about looking forward to it because it was Melissa McCarthy in a comedy film. I like mm -hmm. Melissa McCarthy anytime she's in a comedy yeah. film. Mm -hmm. However, what? <laughs> I discovered I don't necessarily like Melissa McCarthy in all comedy films. Uh oh, okay. yeah. So <laughs> Thunder Force, um, it's a Netflix film. Yes, it is. All right, yeah, moving well, along. That's <laughs> Does that pretty much cover it? <laughs> um, uh, so I watched it with my family. It was. It was something I was looking forward to, so maybe I put a little too much stock in it because it had two great actresses in it, Melissa McCarthy mm -hmm. and Octavia yeah, Spencer. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I yep. discovered two things about them, though. Number one, apparently I only like to watch Melissa McCarthy for about 20 to 30 minutes before I get bored of her repetitious gag, the way her she delivers comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's a, mm -hmm. she's uh, not yeah. any different in any role she does. She's the same person every time. And that's great, 30 minutes at a time for me, apparently. Once yeah. you get past that 30-minute mark, it's going, oh. She's going to do the mumbling thing under her breath again. Oh, okay. And she's going to, mm. yeah. Oh, all right. So it's the same thing over and over again. And then Octavia Spencer, who is a tremendous actress, oh, is amazing. not a good comedian, straight line deliverer person. She was not right for this role at all. I really mm. thought that there were other people who could have done really well. I think Queen Latifah would have done a much better job in that role. Um, but as, all those things aside, it was slapstick. It was lighthearted. It wasn't supposed to be real deep or anything. And I was happy with that. Whoever did the musical score for this film screwed it up oh, royally. Yeah. Mm. It was awful. It sounded like somebody took our license that we have for that audio hero program that we get to use sometimes. Right, the, like just generic stock audio stuff? Yeah, yeah. generic audio stuff. <laughs> they played yeah. it too low in some scenes and too high in other scenes. They cut it short a lot of times. It was terrible. I just, yeah. it really took away from the movie. Like within the first five minutes, I was telling my wife, whoever scored the audio to this should be fired. It was that noticeable for me. Mm -hmm. Refresh my memory. This is the superhero-y thing, right? They get superpowers. Yes, it is. Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer are friends. Octavia Spencer, super scientist. Right. Uh, Melissa McCarthy yep. bungles into her lab and accidentally gets the superpowers that Octavia Spencer was developing for herself. Right. This is a, a rarity on the show, but George, I'm a complete 100% agreement with you on everything you said <laughs> i watched this movie and again maybe my expectations were too high but there was zero chemistry between the two of them right they're supposed to be like best friends as kids and da -da -da. i could not see these people hanging out together at all there were scenes in it that actually made me uncomfortable sure yep and not in a good way like not, not in a good in way. Entertaining like, way yeah oh and i don't know if it was the actresses or the writing that was the problem i'm not sure because i got no like i didn't care less about the characters. Mm -hmm. They had the Octavia had like she had a daughter that she was probably the most interesting. That's of what I was going to say. The best <laughs> actress in the film was the daughter. Absolutely. One hundred percent. She was the only one that felt real and mm -hmm. somebody that you actually would care about if you had enough screen time with her. Yeah. Oh, now I have one caveat. There was one other actress who I thought really shined in this. And that was the young lady they had playing a young Melissa McCarthy. The, oh, the she, flashback she was very good. She was pretty good. She did a good job. She was very good. Not only was she good at emulating Melissa McCarthy's mannerisms I thought she was a great actress and I, I looked at her yeah. and I went oh in 10 years that's the new Melissa McCarthy like she is that kind of comedic actress I don't know what I've never seen her in anything else I thought she was
was great in this though. That yeah, was the true. shining beacon for me. Was just yeah. that yeah. the music. Okay, I'll say one more thing about the music. Was it me or it seemed like it was trying to create one of those memorable movie moments that they have, right. like, <laughs> like which normally just happen organically. Like, here's how you're supposed to feel right now. Da, da, da. Two violins, yeah. right? Right. Or like yeah. one of those things that people are like, oh, remember that scene when everyone started singing that song and it was hilarious and da da da. They try to make that happen, or it felt forced. And I'm like, okay, yeah. why are they playing Seal? It's a great song. <laughs> I just, just, yeah, I'm with you, George. I didn't like it. Yeah, score of this film was terrible. Writing was probably off. Melissa McCarthy, I like her, but I've discovered that an hour and a half of her as the star alone <laughs> nope. is not for me. Jason Bateman was completely underutilized in this thing, even though they did try to force him down our throats in some scenes. Yeah, yeah. But even he was playing his typical. He was doing Bateman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But the whole like, like every time a battle would happen, he put his claws up in the air and side saddle off with the little walk that he would <laughs> that do. Was the actually crab funniest, walk. That was actually funniest. That was the that made me laugh. Yeah, right. that made me laugh. But there was nothing else there for him. I mean, the whole ripping the claws off in the one scene, everybody sees that coming, the claw regrowing itself later. I don't care about spoilers at this point, because I'm telling all of our <laughs> listeners, you really don't need to waste an hour and a half of your time watching this film. And in reality, we just wasted another five minutes of your time. And George said it perfectly <laughs> in the beginning. It's a Netflix film. Story done, right? <laughs> yeah. We expanded upon it. It came back to the beginning. It's exactly kind of what you'd expect. Maybe less, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Less. Too bad. Less. less. I'm hoping that either one of you have something a little bit better. John, do you have anything <laughs> that's better than Thunder Force or are we kind of going to be in better the same? Better than Thunder Force? Fuck yeah, of course. Oh, obviously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's low that's bar, not tough. Low bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. Now, I've actually been watching a lot of old stuff that I'm not talking about. Like I've been on a binge of rewatching The Next Generation. I've mm. been rewatching some old workaholics. Just kind of like been real busy at work and it's that you get in the afternoons and you're like, I just want to watch something or rewatch The Office or something. Just rewatch right, yeah. stuff that you know because it's comfortable and you can something relax. that you can do something else while it's playing, but you're kind of half watching it if you that's want to. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's largely what I've been watching. But there have been more and more films coming into the theater, and we missed entirely the horror movie season because October was in the throes mm -hmm. of the oh, pandemic. Yeah. So that yeah, didn't happen. Time. That was a horror enough. Uh, so <laughs> there was a horror film that hit the theaters, and I'm like, you know what? This is finally the linchpin. I renewed my AMCA list because now there's two movies oh. in April that I wanted to see and two movies is all it takes for A-list as you know because 26 bucks two movies you're, you broke you're even, even at that yeah. point yeah so I hooked it back up and I went out to check out The Unholy a uh, horror film kind of a like a Catholic themed horror film that takes place kind of in a rural area and there's some great talent in this film before I talk about what the th film's about it stars your uh, your Walking Dead guy Jeffrey Dean Morgan oh I like him cool. I like him Carrie Elwes oh wow William Sadler I mean we got some talent talent in this wow, film. Wow, okay, some people I really enjoy watching. All right. Huh. So the, the, the whole idea of the film is that there's a young lady who uh, believes she has seen the Virgin Mary. And she was mute. And after having witnessed this, she was able to speak again. All right, we've established there's a miracle. Miracle. Okay. Right. She starts performing miracles and people are thronging for miles around, around the globe. As, you know, as historically people do when there's a miracle right. or a Virgin Mary sighting, people come, it's a pilgrimage, right? Right. And she's saying, you know, the Lady Mary wants to speak to you. Will you pledge your loyalty? Well, the twist of this movie, the giveaway in the trailer, no spoiler here. It's not the Virgin Mary. It's a demon, goes by the name Mary, and it's trying to 
to absorb humans by getting them to swear their allegiance to the Lady Mary, who actually is, is working through or this whatever, young lady. Evil thing, whatever. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Nice twist. Okay. Yeah, it is kind of a cool twist. And again, it's set up in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. Right, right. Um, it's not an amazing film, but for the dearth of films we've had in the theater, for a decent film, which as I've established, some decent talent in it, right? William Sadler is great as this kind mm-hmm. of, kind of like a priest who's defending the girl and trying to make sure she's not taken advantage of by, you know, the Catholic Church. And- ah, kind of the similar role he did in Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, I hadn't thought right. of that. You're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Carrie Elwes comes in and plays. He's uh, he's this Catholic priest who comes from the Vatican and he's there to, as you wish. of course, moving in and out of a convincing accent, as Carrie Elwes will often do. <laughs> <laughs> and some great special effects and stuff. You know, I went and saw it and my daughter was with me and she made the observation that I didn't realize till we got to the end. And she said, not with the special effects or with the talent or anything, but it felt like an 80s horror film to her because it had a very linear storyline. It had little story beats that happened. You could see what was going to happen you know, after the first act. You kind of had it lined up. But it was a popcorn horror movie. Not bad at all. Okay. Yeah. The right. Unholy. We used to talk about the AMC A-list. You know, where does this fall? Is it full price or whatever? Right. Right. This is squarely on the A-list category. I had an A-list, a free seat. I wanted to go see a movie, especially since we missed out on all the great horror movies that we thought we were going to see. Uh, yeah, this was not going to knock your socks off. But if you miss horror, going out to check out the Unholy in the theaters, you could do a whole lot worse and see some pretty good performance. A few good twists in there, worth checking out. Okay. Not bad. All right, Mo, how about you? What have you been watching in the media realm? Okay, well, something better than Thunder Force. I guess that's something. (laughs) Again, not too tough. (laughs) That's our new bar now. Is that the bar? Is it better than Thunder Force? Okay. If it's not, don't even bring it to the table. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a new series from HBO Max, and it's called The Nevers. Okay. I don't know if you guys have heard about. It's weekly episodes. Only the first episode dropped. I think actually you can watch that for free if people want to, if they don't have it. Basically, Victoria London, a weird supernatural event occurs and gives certain people, not everybody, but certain people, mostly women, just abnormal abilities, like superpowers. Oh. And some are like cool powers. Some are not very cool. I mean, it's pretty random. For, for example, what kind of powers are we talking about? Uh, well, they had like one person could see how energy moves, basically. And so she becomes like this inventor because she sees how things interact with each other and is able to like, oh, build okay. these contraptions and all this kind of stuff. Another person could see the future like a little bit, not a lot, but enough that kind of gives her a little bit of an edge on things. Okay. You know, okay. she can see like immediate future sort of stuff. Like little flashes, like glimpses, you yeah, mean? Yeah, like flashes kind of, and glimpses, okay. oh, okay. right. And so it's things like that. Like one person could okay. heal, you know, sure. other other kind of things like that. And so there's two groups, like they're the group that are trying to find these, basically they call the people who have these abilities that they've taken a turn. The turned. Okay. Yeah. You know, you take like how you just get sick. Oh, she's taking a turn, you know, like kind of a okay. little speak. Uh, so. Taking a turn means you got superpowers? Yep. That means you were hit by this thing somehow. Gotcha. All you know from the first episode, there's two groups. One group's trying to help people who have taken turn. The other group is taking off for some sure nefarious purpose that they haven't explained yet. So far, I mean, it's HBO Max. It's a high quality production. It was interesting. I honestly can't say if it's going to hold my attention for the entire series or not. It really depends because the first episode is kind of hard to tell sometimes because they're setting up so much stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're just trying to get into the plot. Um, there's a bad guy who's uh, I don't know why I'm really getting tired of the insane but insightful bad guy. You know, that whole Jokerish kind of type. Sure. But it, they have one here. I'm like, okay, we'll see where it goes. But so far, like for first episode, it's good enough that I'm definitely going to keep watching it and give it a shot. So 
you hit upon something that was in Thunder Force as well. I know we watched it, but Thunder Force, remember, they talked about the people gaining powers, but it was only the mm-hmm. psychotics that gained the powers. Right. And that was the whole reason why <laughs> Octavia Spencer had to develop her serums and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's not going to start being a new trope because superhero as movies well. are kind of getting a little played out, right? I mean, we have the Marvel and the DC, and we know all those comic characters and how they get their powers, but there's always good versus evil. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I'm starting to see like Brightburn is a kind of an example oh, yeah. as well, an early example of that s- sort of thing. Uh, obviously invincible which we're all into right now it's oh, yeah. mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. starting to make a turn that superpower generation a isn't even and b is oftentimes going to favor dark and evil people the boys i mean there's a lot of people in that one right yeah. right i'm just yeah. wondering if this is becoming a trope now it could be because this one they definitely give the impression that only the upper class people no don't seem to get to have none of them seem to be affected mm-hmm. it's always like uh, lower ca- class or people outside the normal you know that kind of thing so maybe it is i mean the boys that's a good example but that almost seemed like almost too realistic you know <laughs> <laughs> you know you look yeah. at people today i'm like oh, what would somebody do if they could turn invisible oh my god you know yep that's what they do <laughs> sure enough yeah <laughs> but yeah no it's, that's a good thing i definitely keep an eye on that going forward because it definitely seems to be like a new a, a new angle that they're kind of taking on all these things all right and you said it's on hbo max the yep. Nevers. And it just began, so it just kicked just, off. So just, Yeah, uh, just one episode's out right now. All right. Do you know how long it's supposed to run? Is it a miniseries? Uh, a long series? It's, it's or? supposed to be, I think, eight episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We'll have to let us know how it goes moving forward. All right, we'll do. All right, we get back from the break. We're going to jump into some tech and toys. Hope you stick around. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. everyone so fascinated with Ellen. We've picked apart her features and she isn't beautiful. Or her nose is too long and her bottom teeth are crooked. Her hair is just regular brown. You'd never call it chestnut or auburn. And she certainly isn't glamorous. So when this guy said, you smell great, Ellen, we almost died. Why is everyone so fascinated with Ellen? Jovan florals. Wear them and create your own intrigue. Tech and toys. I got nothing, so I'm counting on you guys to really keep this interesting. And you know, <laughs> a true host. You know, and I have faith. I have faith that George, you have the most absolute interesting and intriguing topic or item that we could talk about right now. So give it to me, George. Like George got? going first again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I well, that's good, but the buildup is going to kill me. I think. <laughs> that good lord, that's not, that's not helpful at all. There's no Uh-oh. way I can live up to that. <laughs> oh um, man. So. <laughs> Recently, I switched ISP providers. Oh my I've God. talked a little bit about it. On... <laughs> that's not what you're talking about, is it? That is no, what I'm just talking kidding. about. No, that's important. Okay, good. I mean, hell, John got to talk about a damn thermostat for his air conditioner about good six point. months you're ago. I can't right. talk yeah, about true, ISP right. providers. Come you're on. You're right. You're right. No, let's, let's do this. <laughs> All right. So I did switch ISP providers recently, mainly because we have two in town before this new one came in. We have uh, CenturyLink, which used to be Embark, which was probably a spinoff from AT&T or whatever, hell ever at different Probably. points, right? Yeah. For DSL. Mm-hmm. And then for cable, we always had Comcast, you know, then they mm-hmm. rebranded to Xfinity or whatever. I don't sure. know. Yeah. I hate thing. both of them. Uh, neither of them are <laughs> completely reliable in my area. 
with what was CenturyLink, we would drop mm-hmm. out probably, I don't know, three to four times a week for an hour at a time or so. And oh, of course, the, DSL oh, was way man. slower. Like that, once painful. a month is bad. Yeah, it oh, was awful. Gosh. Yeah. Xfinity was much more solid for a long period of time when I switched over to them uh, with much faster speeds. But here lately, the last six months or so, I started having a lot of slowdowns in the middle of the night, like between like 10 and 1 a.m., where my bandwidth was just throttled no matter what. I mean, I'd run every speed test from Ookla to Google to I, I searched everywhere and I couldn't get around it. It was I reboot routers, reboot all my equipment. It was still there. It was just simply what they were doing. They were throttling us. And then we would have periodic dropouts where you just lose internet for 10 or 15 minutes. No explanation. Metronet is a fiber company. So all of their connection from their main warehouse or server farm or whatever the Mm -hmm. hell they have in town directly into your house, not to your street corner, not to your wall, but all the way into your house. Nope. (laughs) Wow. It is fiber straight into the converter that converts it to a cat six cable for my router. Wow. Uh, They provide you with one of those uh, EERO routers. John, I think you have had some experience Mm -hmm. with those. Right. The ones, yeah. The ones we talked about, the extender. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's their main router. Hmm. And so far with Comcast, I was paying a little over $100 a month. I was getting about 350 megabytes down and about 20 megabytes up with probably 10 to 20 you know, millisecond pings. Mm-hmm. With Metronet, day one, 500 down, 500 up, and two wow. millisecond pings. Wow. At wow. $50. Man. Up. Holy cow. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, half the price, really. At half the price. Yep. Wow. Okay, now this is an exciting topic. All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> when they, oh, now Mo's interested. Now I'm interested, yeah. <laughs> Even when the uh, when the year long, you know, you get a discount during the first mm-hmm. year kind of period goes mm-hmm. away, it's like seventy nine ninety nine. So it's still twenty dollars cheaper. cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. For especially for those upload speeds, that's insane. I've never yeah. seen that. And we had just those two for so long because our local government agencies banned anybody mm-hmm. else from coming in. We had multiple companies wanting to come in, but our local county government stopped them mm-hmm. all from coming in because they had some kind of deal with Comcast and CenturyLink. Right. Shenanigans. It is. I just want to talk a little bit about what happens to internet here in America, which is the country that invented the internet compared to other countries around the world. I have a boss at work whose sister lives in Japan and 10 years ago at her <laughs> apartment, she was getting gig up and gig down for the equivalency of $25 a month. And I know <laughs> (laughs) that there are other places so i'm kind of wondering if you guys because john i know you travel quite a bit for your work or at least you did before the pandemic oh yeah and i know we have a lot of listeners in different countries like uh, denmark and sweden and all over the world i'm just wondering why is it that all these other places can do what we should have done a long time ago (laughs) i mean i can tell you about korea like Korea actually has some of the fastest internet in the world on average. Like their speeds there are something like four times faster than the world average. Wow. And like they have like citywide free Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. What I think is the difference is that we don't see it as a necessity yet. Like telephones are a necessity at some you know at some point. And now fast internet, I think, is a utility. It's a necessity. We need to have it like electricity. If anything, I think this whole COVID thing with, you know, oh, you go online and register to get your shots. And they're like realizing how many people don't have that kind 
have access now. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. And also money, right? The whole, oh, competition will make things better. Well, there's no competition. <laughs> so, I think you nailed it, George. The fact that government in your town were preventing other people from mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's like healthcare, you know? Our neighbors to the north in Canada, you know, I saw a great meme the other day about, you know how you went and got your COVID vaccine and didn't pay anything? Imagine if all healthcare was like that, because that's what Canada does, you know? But internet, the same kind of thing. You know, it's it's the American dream to make a buck, but it's somebody's got to pay that buck and it's us is the problem because if somebody's yeah. making a buck on it. If, if you had free Wi-Fi and $25 gig up, gig down, who's going to buy the solid gold yachts? Nobody. That's the problem. It's, you can't fund the, the huge billionaires. Yeah, it's... Man, it's depressing. <laughs> well, and yeah. it's just the fact that now I see what is possible because we now have this new ISP provider. And they do, mm-hmm. and I know that the things that they're doing, it's going to be like a restaurant, right? When a restaurant first opens up, you get huge portions and cheap prices and the food is excellent, right? And then <laughs> right. after about six months to nine months, <laughs> they start to go, holy crap, we can't afford to give you that much food. And we had to fire the chef because he wanted more money. Right. You can't use real butter anymore. And next thing you know, you're getting smaller portions and the food is crappy and everything. I know that Metronet has the potential to go down that road as well. But for hmm. right now, they're doing a lot of things right, not just the technology side, but for instance, I have a, a personal customer service rep that I have their phone number to call them hmm. when if anything's happened. And then a week ago, I got an email from Metronet and they said, by the way, we're going to be doing some maintenance in your area. I'm like, oh, no, not right. Not like, but then it dawned on me. I never got a single one of those damn emails from Comcast. Not once. It was always a surprise. It was just <laughs> dropped and gone. They gave me, mm-hmm. Metronet gave me a four hour possible window. My internet was down for like two and a half minutes and I didn't oh. have to reboot anything afterwards like I always did with that crappy Comcast router. It's a shame that our at least regulatory bodies, in this case, my local government are forcing the citizens into a place that they don't have to be in if they would just allow the free market and free competition that they keep saying that they're trying to do for and we're my city is the capital city of florida so yeah and as good as that all is i think i know the answer to my last question which is what about data caps on your new metro net not a single one sir nope no data cap that's why i pay for business class internet just to dodge the data cap Mm -hmm. and here's your base less than i'm paying clearly higher up higher down no data cap personal service yeah. When's it coming here? Is this company right. new? Yeah. When's this, is it spreading? That's good no, news. No, Metronet's not terribly new. They've been around for five years, maybe 10, but they've been mostly, a, I think, a northern and midwestern kind of company. Oh, yeah. I think they're just now starting to expand nationwide. And yeah. I know as soon as <laughs> Metronet started laying fiber cable in our city, I started getting comcast letters and emails and everything switch to our business blah 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 we love you so much like why do i have to switch to business for something you should have been doing the whole damn time when i called to cancel comcast same thing oh Oh, we can cut your bill in half then why didn't you do it six months ago (laughs) (laughs) that's some bullshit yeah they smell the blood in the water they know that something's coming Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well let's say i think competition is good so good i know it wasn't an exciting topic mo and i apologize for that but i disagree i disagree I'm excited for Metronet. Bring it on. Yeah. (laughs) If they come to this area, I'm definitely going to look at them. I mean, without a doubt. I think it's well worth it. Now, John, I know that you have something that may or may not be well worth it because I looked in the notes and the place that this was purchased seems very odd for what it is that you got. Yeah. What is this? Yeah, that's a a fair point. So, uh, well, I, I teased in the top of the show that, you know, I wanted to talk about a new way, yet another way to play classic Atari 2600 titles. 
titles. That's nothing new. We've talked about that several times before. There are lots of ways to do it. I've reviewed this uh, a previous version of this toy I want to talk about called the Flashback Portable. I'll ask Mo to put a link in the show notes to the okay. video I reviewed a couple of years ago now. Uh, and I liked it quite a bit. It was So it's a little handheld unit. And I know if you're, if you're listening, you can't see this, but I'm showing it to the guys. And it's kind of like a little PlayStation Portable, a little handheld Nintendo or whatever. A uh, little tiny screen on it and some buttons. But this one is an updated version. And I liked the version that came out a couple of years ago. I thought it was great. I did a review of it. I was also very new to reviewing these units and didn't know what all the opportunities were that you could do. So I want to talk about this new model. I'm working on a review for it as well. Once it's available, it'll be on the YouTube channel. Maybe by the time you hear this, I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I'm a little torn by it because it has some amazing features that are hobbled by some disappointing features. Okay. It looks interesting. It plays Atari 2600 games. It's still called the Atari Flashback Portable. It's now wood grain. So I like the wood grain. Yeah. Ooh, yay for me. That's nice. It has a little screen that has some limited viewing angles, like a little three and a half inch screen. That's okay. It's got kind of a mushy D-pad for controls. Okay, the buttons feel all right. So all of that would not really warrant me talking about it. It's the other features that I've never seen in a little toy like this. And you mentioned, George, at the front, where I got this was a bit suspicious. (laughs) This was an exclusive through Dollar General. That's weird. Okay, so I saw Dollar General, but the exclusive meaning nobody else sells this, like not on Amazon, nobody else, There's a Walmart, sticker Target. on the box. Nope, nope. It's hard to find information about it because it was just sold through Dollar General. Huh. I couldn't even find one. I contacted all of our friends on the Discord server and one of our friends over there, Butter Spider, actually found one up in Georgia on clearance and shipped it to me. So, wow. by the way, thanks, Butter Spider. Huge thank you to you there. You said on clearance, it's a dollar store. What does clearance mean? 50 cents? Well, Dollar General, it's not It's not a Dollar Tree, Dollar General. Oh, so it's not everything's right, a dollar. Right. Dollar oh, okay, General is okay. kind of like a, like a Walgreens, right? Dollar kind General of like is thing. everything ends in zeros, but it could be more than a single dollar. That's right. $10, yeah. $5. Uh, okay, okay. Gotcha. okay. No, I never knew that. Okay. <laughs> so when this was new, it was 50 bucks. Whoa. $50. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He found it for, on clearance for 20 bucks oh. and sent it to me. Okay. Yeah. So great deal. Probably no one knows to buy it there. <laughs> I talked about the mushy buttons. I talked about the so-so screen. I talked about the, you know, the fact that it came from Dollar General. Here's what's amazing about it that makes it worth talking about. It's got 80 Atari 2600 games on it. Okay. Okay. Remember our disappointment with the VCS? Where's all the Activision games? Right. Pitfall? Damn yeah, straight yeah. Pitfall's on there. Okay. You got Activision stuff. The missed opportunities that the Atari Corporation failed on, this little company absolutely hit it. They got the uh, the license to do these Activision titles. Plus, it's got an SD slot in it. I've already put another couple thousand titles on it because it just works, which is awesome. When you say couple other thousand titles, are you still speaking only about Atari 2600 stuff or other? All 2600 titles. All, okay. It's just an Atari 2600 emulator. Yep. So it can't emulate MAME or Atari 5200 no, no, no. Nope. or, okay. Purely an Atari toy. But here's the other thing it has. So we've seen recently on the Evercade the support save states. So mm-hmm. I'm in the oh. middle of playing my yeah. game of Yars Revenge. I'm doing pretty well. There's a dedicated button. I click and it opens a menu, pauses the game and said, you know, do you want to save your game? Click here. And hmm. you do. You can save states. And then the blockbuster feature that this thing has is game rewind. What? I'm in the middle of my game. Everything's going great and I get killed. Oh, really? Push a button like you're watching TiVo. Like Life is Strange? It rewinds. Yes, exactly like Life is Strange. Wow. It rewinds the game like six or seven seconds and you can step through it like frame by frame and when you, oh, I didn't die here. (laughs) You hit the button and you resume playing from that point. That's now, it's a forked reality. You go back and change history. 
It's the Galaxy Quest version of the Atari console. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. So it means, you know, we've talked about this in live streams and stuff too. Playing the games is fantastic. Now that we're older and we have all this technology, playing with the games, kind of doing things they never expected you to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that means you can, oh, here's a random. Pick one of three doors. You pick one, you die. No, rewind. Let's try door one instead, right? You can do stuff you could never do before. So I can't wait to give this a full review, which I'm going to do on the YouTube channel, but I'm not sure yet how I'm going to review it because the cool features are there, but then to be hobbled by like a mushy joypad and some other stuff, it has huge opportunity, but it does have a TV out, but it's not HDMI. It's just oh. like that composite plug. Oh, mm. that's yeah. It should have HDMI. It's like halfway to where you want to be. There's so many cool things in it, but not all the cool things. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so I'm working on the review for it now. The Atari Flashback Portable. The good news is it's pretty damn cheap. Hit up your local Dollar General. You might find one cheap like Butter Spider did because after he sent me that one, I talked it up and he went, you know what? I'm going to go back and he found another one for himself. So he has one as well. <laughs> I might go try and find one myself. I like yeah. cheap little yeah. portable electronics like that. I might try and grab one. Absolutely. Yeah, man, I had no luck myself. I went to every Dollar General in my area and they're like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Still playing with it. And in fact, I guess one testament is I have it sitting by my uh, desk here and I continue to play with it periodically on conference calls, kind of like your tiny arcades, George, when you're mm-hmm. bored, you, you mute the conference call. I'll play some adventure instead. And you can right. do that. So <laughs> good stuff. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. Get the big taste of Wessler's hot dogs. Bite. After bite. After bite. Big tasting Wessler's. Get them where you see this brand. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Three rounds in the GXG Gaming Division. We still got that damn intro? I thought I got rid of that thing. No. I just do as you ask, my friend. This is your segment. I don't think I asked for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. So, yes, we still have three rounds in the GXG Gaming Division this week. <laughs> Mo, we're going to start with you leading off with the first punch. Hit us with it. Okay. This is actually going to, this is a little bit of a throwback. It came out March 6th, and it's a game called Black Mesa, which, of course, anybody who plays video games um, knows what Black Mesa is, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. that's where you work in Half-Life, obviously. That's right. All it is is Half-Life with new graphics. I mean, essentially, we get right down to it. They remastered and redid all the graphics on it. Oh. It came out, I bought March of this year, so I picked it up. It was it was actually pretty cheap. I think it was like $9 or something like that, um, because I loved Half-Life. I mean, oh, yeah, Half-Life love, was love, awesome. love, love, Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And so I started playing it, and I game holds up really well <laughs> well especially if they remastered it that's got to be yeah, a big benefit I mean, right the graphics make it don't look it, i mean it's still not i wouldn't call them like today level animation you know what i mean because 
mm-hmm. they still had certain limitations, I'm sure, but they look really great. And playing the game, I was like, wow. I said, this game, I forget when the first Half-Life came out. It was, God, how long does it 90, now? 90, yeah, like 98, 96, 98, 95, yeah, the late 90s, for sure. Area. Yeah. And I'd say the game will still suck you into it. And since it's been so long since I played, there are parts that happen. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that. <laughs> As you're getting out of this thing, that the soldiers are actually there to kill you. <laughs> you, right. you make that revelation. <laughs> and you hear them talking in the background and all that. You know, the little touches that when the game first came out, that was like special. Like, you, know, you actually hear them talking about, well, we got to make sure there's no survivors. The dialogue of the NPCs, yeah. Which now, I guess, is more common. But back then, you know, that was pretty groundbreaking. You know, and the physics and stuff were just amazing. So it's, I said, I'm still having a blast playing it again. Well, it's not tough to recommend something that's built off of Half-Life. I mean, that was... As I recall, that was like the first game where you didn't have cutscenes to tell the story. Like you said, yeah. we were saying, Mo and George, but it was the NPC's dialogue, what they were saying around you. And they talked to you. Come on, Gordon, come down here. What are you doing? Oh, don't go in there. Look out. Like They yeah. didn't stop and tell you what was happening. You experienced it and you, you figured it out as you went hand. through. And yeah. you had those twists that you talked about. Yeah. So is it just like the entire game, like entire reskinned game, and remastered? And- entire game, start to finish. I think I just spent $9. <laughs> That's, that sounds about right. No kidding. I think it was one of these labor of love projects for somebody you know they just loved the game and wanted to update it and they did but let me tell you they did a great job on it and it still even had some little quirky physics that were kind of off on the original you know oh, sure. like okay grab a piece of a crate i don't know why okay fine <laughs> but still i mean it, it didn't take away from the game at all it's still something that is extremely playable and like i said i played it i think i wound up playing for like two hours wow just so i was to see how it was like and they said oh i'm like oh i forgot like that whole trolley ride at the beginning that you're going through the whole complex yeah mm-hmm. and you get to witness yep. everything you actually travel back up through all that to get out, which I thought was like such a cool touch. That's like a great movie that had twists in it when you watched it. And when you watch it the second time, it's a different movie. Right. Playing Half-Life after the first time, it's a different because you know what's going to happen. And all these little hints they drop with Mm -hmm. things not going great and breaches in these sections. You're like, oh, that wasn't just background noise. That was really part of the story. (laughs) That was relevant. Yeah. Great stuff. So that's what I have. So it's an old new game, but it's old game, but still awesome game. Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. So John, I know you have another older game. Yeah, I do. So back to talking about our amazing community over on Discord. More and more, I find myself wanting to, normally I would unwind at the end of a day by playing a game, just boot up and play something. More often now, I'll boot up that game and I'll just go live in Discord in case any of our friends are around and want to sit and chat. And the other day I had a wild hair to boot up a game we've talked about in passing on this show before. I remember we've had people write in and recommend it. Mm-hmm. It's called Inside. Oh, great Simple, game. Simple, straightaway game. Came out in 2016 by yeah. a developer called Play Dead. If you look on Steam, it's overwhelmingly positive reviews. Right. And when you start this, so I just started it and a couple people were there kind of watching. It's a side scroller, right? It is. So it's very much like Limbo, like that very mm. dark okay. just kind of profile. You just start the game, you're a kid walking left to right, really flat, kind of simple simplistic kind of polygonal background it reminds me in a lot of ways of an updated another world that we played on Amiga George oh, everything yeah. was very simple it's kind of blocky polygons mm-hmm. update that a bit it's suggesting textures and stuff they're just in the distance at this game I started it a couple of people jumped in and I tore through the entire thing the entire replay three whole hours all the way through it to get to what is an amazing twist ending and I'd forgotten the great physics that this game oh, had yeah. the puzzle solving where you get this little helmet where you can control these zombies to move crates for you and stuff. It's a platforming puzzle game at its heart with this cool story. 
And I don't want to ruin the cool twist at all, because even though it's now, what, two, three, four, or five years old or so, George actually jumped in on the live stream toward the, the end. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that was that game? Okay. Yeah. When the twist happened. And I didn't even know what game that was. <laughs> and you were like, what the hell have I just walked into? <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a very different game in the last fifth of the game as it is in the first four-fifths of the game. A huge twist happens. Having played it, it was one of those that, since we had not recommended it before, I wanted to call out the fun I had with it five years later. Mm. If you have not played Inside, this is a game that is for sale for dirt cheap all over the place. We'll look for an affiliate link and throw it down in the show notes if you're interested. Man, it's a fun game, but don't read anything about it because there's spoilers all over the place and people analyzing the ending. Don't do that to yourself. If you haven't played it and don't know about it, just jump in. Spend the probably five or six bucks, play through it. You're going to have a great time. And we did. I didn't realize all of a sudden it was like 9 p.m. I'm like, where did the time go? Well, we burned (laughs) through the whole game. Wow. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, so have you have you recovered from the shock of seeing what happened at the end of that game, George? Are you okay now? I mean, I just found out what the game's name was. So, <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? Gotcha. <laughs> I yep. didn't even know that. So. <laughs> You seemed a bit scarred. You're like, what the hell is going well, be, on? So. I mean, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, I know it's five years old and all, but I don't want to spoil it in case anybody's listening wants to go play it. But the scene that I walked in on when I joined the live stream was, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's bizarre, no doubt. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's Inside. Came out a few years ago. Check it out if you're interested. But all right, we saved the best for last. So here we are doing it again, George, saving the best for last. <laughs> you have actually a new game that just came out this year that we started dabbling with. What are you checking out? Yeah, it's called What the Dub. So the very dub? close to the reaction I had watching inside. Um, <laughs> this, So we play a lot of games on Discord. We play a lot of the Jackbox party games, mm-hmm. right? And we also sure. play another oh, yeah, game great. called Use Your Words, which has a confluence of like four different games in it that you go through a rotation. One of the games that's inside Use Your Words is this, it's like a sub game where you watch a clip of a movie, but one of the lines is like silented out so you can't hear what the character is saying and it's Mm -hmm. your job to provide that line of dialogue so then once everybody's provided the line of dialogue the game replays the scene with your line of dialogue superimposed on the Mm -hmm. screen so that people can read it. Now, it doesn't say it out loud or anything. It's just you read it. Mm -hmm. And it's cute and it's fun. Because usually the foreign films, too. So Yeah, they're always foreign foreign films. Oh, that's right. That's true. That's good. Uh, Black and white. So it's probably Mm -hmm. stuff that's, you know, outside of whatever copyright, you know. Actual public domain, not George's public domain. Not my public domain. Actual, genuine public domain. (laughs) (laughs) What the dub takes that same game and adds to it and changes it around a little bit. So it still does the movie clip that you have to dub in a line for. However, uh, in this case, the computer synthesized voice reads your line out, which is funny on its own. Mm -hmm. On top of that, these seem to be more American-based films. The little testing that we did, all of them were in English. Uh, They were mostly older films, nothing, you know, like I didn't see John Wick in there or anything like that. But (laughs) it's got a couple of other features that, John, you mentioned when we played it. Uh, Apparently, you're allowed to upload your own movie clips or videos so that you and your friends can can yeah. have fun mm-hmm. with those and I theoretically wow. I guess you could upload John Wick and really mess with some of his dialogue if you wanted to. Yeah, I think you said George I could take something for the Avengers and put in there I'm like mm-hmm. yeah, technically because you're not giving it to anybody you're just putting it inside of your game file. Yeah I think you're right. right. And it's just <laughs> like you only watch the clip for maybe 20 seconds or so at a time then you have a uh, configurable amount of time to respond to write your dub like I think we had it set for like 45 seconds and we were saying oh maybe we should increase it by about 15 seconds 
Then uh, you have about 30 or 40 seconds to vote. And whoever gets the most votes, of course, gets the most points. And after however many rounds you have set, there's a winner. This game also adds in a loser, which is kind of funny and it makes fun of them. Uh, but it was a fun game. We had three or four people playing it. It was cute. It was fun. I know John wanted to talk about it on this podcast, so I snuck in and put it as my topic just so he couldn't. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> as long as we talk about it. I think it's a good party game. We tried a few other party games that have been suggested that were kind of hit or miss, but this one mm-hmm, I think yeah. is solid going into the Gen X grown-up party game, you know, arrow quiver, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's going into our rotation, yeah. What signature lines could we use? You could take a clip from anything. You got to build a little subtitle, you know, script Mm -hmm. that goes with it. You do whatever. And I think, especially for our friends and fans of Gen X grown-up over at Discord, this has a lot of potential to be fun and funny. Well, who actually bought the game? That's what I want to know. I bought it. I think we, I bought it. We we both bought it. It was like seven bucks. It It was cheap as heck. Yeah, Yeah. it was. It was like, I don't know, seven bucks or something like that, I think. Seven yeah, I think it was, it was regularly eight or nine. It was on sale for seven something. Yeah, super yeah. cheap. Yeah. And easy, easy recommend if you enjoy party games. If you enjoyed the Jackbox stuff, easy recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I assume it has like a bunch of its own clips built oh, in. Oh, yeah. Hundreds. hundreds. I think it says okay. 300 clips baked in with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you never have to tweak it. Yeah. Great find. Hey, and thanks for stealing from me. I'm glad we talked about yeah, it. Absolutely. That's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. On November 4th, 1985, McDonald's assigned an elite task force of uniformed crew members to join crisp, cool lettuce and tomatoes with hot, sizzling beef in order to create the freshest tasting hamburger in the world. McDonald's wants you to join McDLT. The good time, great taste of McDonald's. Join McDLT. Before we come in toward the end of the show, we always like to take a moment here to talk about the things we're looking forward to between now and the next time we all get together to record the podcast. And George, I want to start with you. You have something really cool on the horizon. Well, I'm glad that it's really cool or that at least you think so. I don't know. I do. I definitely <laughs> you know, do. Uh, it's so... A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I used to have a video series called Comic Sands, and it's where I mm-hmm. went with a friend or two of mine and we reviewed comics of the current time frame or talked about old issues that we really liked. Then we switched that into a new show called Drawn and Paneled and turned it into a podcast because we found out yep. Comic Sans is not a great SEO thing to search for. That damn font <laughs> takes up the first 20 pages of any Google search right. when you type in Comic Sans. So we switched to Drawn and Paneled. <laughs> I really like that title. We did the same kind of thing, only we did it as a podcast, very similar to our Gen X grown-up format. We had a regular podcast like we're doing right now that you're listening to, and then 
Gen X growing up had a backtrack, so we had a back issue where we talked about old comics. But it was difficult to keep going, especially with all the Gen X grown up responsibilities and trying to keep people as hosts, you know, so that it was a regular, steady group of people uh, as people would move and go different places and everything. It just became a little too cumbersome. So we retired it. Lately in the Discord channel, people have been talking about, oh, we wish, you know, there was a comic book show that we would like or could listen to on a podcast. And blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. I kind of been toying with the idea of wanting to start doing this thing again. <laughs> All right. So I started asking for suggestions and people provided a lot of suggestions. Really awesome. And I have a format in mind. I'm not going to reveal it here, but I think I want to try and do some recording the in the next week or so of some of these. <laughs> oh, wow. You're ready to jump on this. All right. I am. Wow. Yeah. So you don't want to give away what the format is, but do you have an idea of like number of episodes or kind of who's going to be hosting with you or any kind of, th- any, any kind of a tease like that, that you can kind of wet our appetite with a bit? I can probably do something like, so I plan on it being seasonal. I plan on there being a video component as well as an audio component. They'll okay. be different but they'll have similar features. The video component will be short recommendation type videos of anywhere from three to seven minute links. So that one I don't mind revealing. The podcast, which is the one that I think is going to be maybe even a little bit more entertaining. The video I see is more informational and the podcast one I see Mm -hmm. is more entertaining since the tool that we use Zencaster records video. Who knows? We may at some point find a way to convert these to video files as well for the YouTube channel. But it's going to be myself as the host with a single person person who will rotate each time so that won't be the same person every time okay all right and there'll be some fun topics i think there'll be short podcasts probably no more than 15 minutes so they'll be bite-sized wow i think it's gonna be fun and i hope to release maybe 10 episodes in what i'm gonna call a season nice well i could tell george is excited he want to spill the beans at all and i just ask for a little bit more and he just (laughs) opened his guts he's just ready to go that's that's great (laughs) that was really easy to get more information out of you for something you didn't want to spill Awesome. I'm looking I forward to that. I didn't qualify to work for the CIA. That's for sure. <laughs> That's right. You'd have been sniped long ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very cool. Return of drawn a panel in some format. That's going to be great. All right. That's what I'm looking forward to. John, have you got anything that you're looking forward to, or are you just going to be looking forward to my podcast? I can do both. I'm looking forward to that as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just a little film that's uh, coming out. I don't want to uh, ruin it by saying that it's a Netflix film, but I think it might be a Netflix <laughs> film. <laughs> it's a Netflix film. It, yeah. Well, uh, so it's an animated film that comes out in, on April 30th, uh, and it's called The Mitchells versus the Machines. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've just watched the trailer for it. I know kind of, kind of the voice talent that's in it. I know Fred Armisen and Danny McBride, Maya Rudolph, Eric Andre. Some people you know are in this. Okay, a lot of good, good names, yeah. Uh, the concept, if I had to pitch it, got an elevator pitch, it was like, what if um, National Lampoon's vacation took place during the robot apocalypse? Okay. Okay. I'm interested. I would enjoy watching Chevy Chase deal with that. I think that would be fun. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's this family who's on a vacation road trip, and it so happens during their road trip, this robot uprising takes place. And for some reason, they become humanity's last hope to defeat the robots. We'll see how <laughs> hilarity ensues. Because they're That's in really the family roadster, it. and only the family roadster can save humanity. That's right. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, April 30th, the Mitchells versus the Machines. That's enough for me to know that I want to see it. So, yeah. I'm looking forward That's to that. That's even one. without puppets, you want to see. Even without puppets. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, who knew? Holy cow. Mo, how about you? What are you looking forward to, man? I think a couple of us are looking forward to this, but of all the movies that they've done remakes on, I think this one was due a reboot, and that is Mortal Kombat. Oh, Mortal yes. Mortal Boom, That's boom, right. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Don't, 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 Hell yes. Yeah. Because like the original movie, I mean, 
I admit, I enjoyed the original, even though it kind I of was too. horrible. I, I mean, it wasn't it a great was movie. Okay. Let's admit it, right? Yeah. It was not a great movie. It wasn't movie. great, no. but I enjoyed it. But I enjoyed it. Um, and I think all the things that were wrong with it, they could fix today. I think sure. they could have fixed some of it back then, too. But like <laughs> the special effects, obviously, a lot better. <laughs> they actually could get female actresses that look like they know how to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, right. And plus just the powers of all the, you know, the combat, you know, the Mortal Kombat characters. Just from the trailer, I'm like, oh, yeah, this That's is going to be, be awesome. awesome. <laughs> I just watched a documentary about Midway and all those video game developers I saw that, back huh? in the day. Yeah, I saw right? that too. That was coin. great. Yeah. And they yeah. showed all the stuff they did to make Mortal Kombat. And I was like, holy crap, they really flew by the seat of their pants making that game. Yeah, I know. And so I understand how the movie, that first movie that we both liked, but you know, we know it wasn't yeah. great. I understand that movie had that same kind of feel, mm. but this one, I think they've got better templates out there now is why I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh Marvel, yeah. 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 For sure. You know, has done such a bang up job with all their stuff. And I think that mm-hmm. is what really makes me excited for this film because they have something better to build on. Yeah, they do. There are so many franchise genre, what do you want to call it? Films that came out in the eighties and nineties that I would love to see get the treatment today because they came out when video game films and comic book films, and superhero films were garbage. They were the mm-hmm. Mario Brothers movie, you know, yeah. <laughs> they were junk. And now that stuff is mainstream and it's getting serious attention, it's getting serious actors, it's getting serious writers, serious and effects. Dollars. <laughs> yes, yeah, right? that's right. And so like, I would love to see, see a modern take on the shadow. You know, yes, the Alec Baldwin film is much maligned, but you give it the treatment that Mortal Kombat is getting now. So I'm excited to see what they do with MK. Yeah. But from the trailers, I feel like you with Godzilla versus Kong Mo, all it has to do is be what's in the trailer and then some, and I'm going to be happy. Yeah, exactly. Right. I want to see guys fight and stab each other with their own blood. That's what I need to see. And you, <laughs> give it to me, and I'm going to be you happy. You want to see some fatalities, right? Who? Right. All right. When is that? It's coming shortly, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's coming out, Uh, what was it? April 23rd. So very oh, not too soon. Okay. So not too long after this comes out. Like the, the day after. If you're listening to this brand new, it's tomorrow. It's yeah, buy so your tickets. Time to buy go. Buy your tickets now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> innocent potato lives with new family size rice You get 50% more great tasting rice Save a potato. Come on, save his little skin. Serve new family size rice If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That's going to just about put a bow on episode 96 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. You know, before we exit, we always like to take just a couple of seconds here at the end to express our thanks to our benefactors, the people that literally take a few bucks out of their wallet every month to support what we do here on the podcast over on YouTube and the website. And I'm going to start with those amazing patrons over at Patreon. I'm talking about you, T2, Davis, Stu Monkey, Thomas, Travis, Dan, Misso, Stubaka, Greg Z, Unoclay, Arlem, Dana, Mark, Butterspider, Levi, Chad, Jason, Chet, Sean, Lee, Blaster, Stash, Shelby, Tony G, Agile, Karen, Jonathan H, Marcus Ben, David, Mike C, Greg L, Chris, Aaron, Slowmo, Tony R, and Matt. Whoo, what a list. But we're not done because we have the folks that support us over on YouTube and become members. And that includes Marcus T2, Aaron, Mike M, Mike C, Pale Blue, Miss So, Mike B, Stubaka, and Blasting and Stashing. Some people double dipping in that wallet to help us out. Man, we love you guys. 
George, if someone's listening and they would like to join this roster of amazing folks, would you tell them how to get that done? Yes, sir. All you have to do is head over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash genxgrownup. You sign up for that free account, then you head over to the donation side. You hand us $1, $2, $3 a month. We love you for any amount of donation you get. Some of those higher donations end up giving you some swag behind the scenes stuff. It's really fun and Mm -hmm. cool. Then if you're not interested in Patreon, we totally understand. So we've given you another avenue. You head over to YouTube. You click on one of our videos right next to that little subscribe button. There's a button that says join. You click that button, $2.99 per month. You get all kinds of perks in our YouTube channel. On live streams, you get all these little extra emojis that you get to use and play around with during the chat session. You get this little icon next to your name that increases every month the same way that the (laughs) Pac-Man fruits would increase in that video game. We really appreciate every single donation that you guys provide us with because it helps us to buy the tools that we use to keep providing all of this content that we all love and enjoy. Absolutely. Well said, George. Mm -hmm. That is going to put a bow on this edition of the show. We'll be back in two weeks with another, but next week is our backtrack, where, as you know, we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Mo, tell the fourth listener what they have coming their way next Thursday. I'm definitely looking forward to next week because, you know, nothing reminds you of an 80s sitcom like its theme song. So we're going to look at the top 10 80s sitcom theme songs as long as John doesn't cheat as voted oh, by us. <laughs> as voted by the three of us. So yes, we yeah. feel it's pretty authoritative. Maybe some people will disagree, but if you have an opinion either way, give it a listen. And, and they're going to be wrong because we're going to be right. That's think, right. Yeah. We're the authority. Wow. I'm pretty happy with the lineup we have so far. I think yeah. our listeners are going to be pleased. Yep. <laughs> it's not so far. It wasn't the easy. lineup is closed as we record this. We have already passed our voting time, ladies and gentlemen. So okay, the polls good. are closed. What we have is what we have. (laughs) And it's coming your way next Thursday. Awesome. Thanks, Mo. Hope you'll be there for that one. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you, man. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though. We all appreciate most of all. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Comes from Flipbook. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure that's an inside joke from some people playing games on Discord with us. It was a great uh, answer that George had to one of those other party games, but Flipbook did leave us a review. <laughs> Yeah, because explaining that joke makes it even funnier. Uh, it always does, doesn't it? Right. I thought I thought it would help. Yeah. <laughs> you could have just let it go. You could have just said flip book and gone straight to the review. But no, you had to call attention to a disgusting thing that I said that's going to go out there in the Ethernet now. Now the, well, the good news FBI is now, now that you ruined whoever. it, it's just a blooper. So good news. They'll only hear it if they stay in the end. So you're, 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 you're probably George, George, Bloopers George. never make the show. Never. No, 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 never. You're, anyway. Sure. Awesome. And crickets. <laughs> well, no, <I'm, clears throat> it was a silence of awe. No, that's, no I, had, I have thoughts. I, I didn't know you were done. That's a, that's a good save. I don't believe it worth the shit, but that's a good save. <laughs> My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, 
personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.